what's up everybody it's your boy anthony hudson and it's my turn to give you one of the best upcoming podcasts out here you heard today is another great episode as there were amazing great football on this saturday and sunday another great weekend of football man um let's just go ahead and get straight into it first of all i want to course talk about the best games of the week like I always do but I'll first want to give some honorable mention because I could not go over all the great games that were played this weekend I could not go over over all of them um the first one was Oregon State versus Washington State um two very underrated teams Oregon State has um DJ you DJ Ukulele, I hope I said that name right, but DJ um, as their quarterback in Washington State, they have, um, what's his name? They have Cameron Ward as their quarterback. Two very underrated players. I know DJ, he was the top-rated quarterback out of my class in 2020, and then Cameron has just been playing amazing ball, very underrated quarterback. Hopefully he'll make some more noise so more people will know him and notice him. But Overall, just a great game. Washington State won 38-35. The LSU was in a dogfight. I mean, a dogfight with Arkansas as they won 34-31. And then Florida State, a close one. Close one against Clemson, but they won 31-24. Those are three honorable missions that I'm going to give before we go into the best game of the week. I'm gonna give one, and it was gonna. It was the hot, most hyped up game, other than Colorado versus Oregon, which turned out to be a disaster. But the most hyped up game: Ohio State versus Notre Dame. Number six, Ohio State versus number nine, Notre Dame. Let me get that correctly. Okay, so basically going into the game, everybody was hyped up about it. Um, Notre Dame came out with their all green looking uniforms. Absolutely, just fly, man. Just that looks. This looks swaggy, absolutely crazy, man. I don't know who who made them uniforms, but they went crazy on the design with them. But I'm gonna go fast forward to the fourth quarter because the first the first three quarters, I mean, just dogfight. I mean, just dogfight. These are the two. T- these are two top ten teams in the um, AP toll, so it definitely was gonna be a dogfight for sure. But we're going to go to the fourth quarter because this is when. This is when stuff went down for sure. But with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, Irish score a TD to go up 10 to 14. The Ohio State drives down the well, drives down the field with urgency, but eventually got stopped on third down. With um eventually got stopped on third down. They needed one yard, just one, just one more yard to get to that first down, but ended up getting stopped again by Notre Dame's defense. Notre Dame defense played amazing all game, man. They played great ball all game. Um, but after just three minutes of possessions, they end up giving the ball right back to Ohio State. I mean, I don't know what Sam and Sam and that office um office was doing, but after like yeah, after like three after three minutes they gave the ball right back to Ohio State. They didn't even get past their own forty yard line and it was just like very frustrating. If I was a Notre Dame fan, that would have been very frustrating for me to watch. But um they you know, get up Ohio State down um the ball back with like a minute thirty left on on the clock. Um Clutch catches by Harrison, Marvin Harrison Jr., um, Ibuka, Julian Fleming. I mean, they all just played amazing that last, just those last couple of plays. They all just just decided to just clutch up and play, play great ball. And with seven seconds left, with seven seconds left on their own one-yard line, they end up getting stopped on the very on the second to last play of the game. They end up getting stopped on the second yeah on the second to last play of the game, and then on the very very final last play of the game, y'all, Tyrum 
or how I don't even know how to pronounce it. Tram, Tram. There we go. Tram punches his end with zero seconds left on the clock. I mean, you cannot script that. You cannot write a better ending. Zero seconds left on the clock. He runs it in run in a one yard rush to for Ohio State to beat Notre Dame in a classic, absolute epic game. Just an absolute heartbreaker for Notre Dame. I kind of feel bad for them. They just, man, they just find, not find ways, but they just lose it. Uh, they just, it's just heartbreak city for them, honestly. It's, it really is. They finally got their quarterback with Sam. And, man, for them to lose that game like that at home against Ohio State, man, this heartbreak city, 100%, man. But absolute an epic game. Like I said, there were so many, so many great games to watch on Saturday. But that was the one. That was the one I was gonna um, talk about regardless, cause you had to see it. I mean, if you stayed up that night, you you were in for a treat for sure, definitely. Then let's go over to the NFL, right? Let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's go ahead and start, go straight into it. The most epic blowout ever. I mean, seventy to what? 70 to 20, 70 points Miami Dolphins scored. Miami put up the most, the second most points in a game, trailing only behind on Washington in 1966. I mean, back when they were playing football with with leather, with with non-padded helmets, non-padded um, shoulder pads. No, they didn't even have shoulder pads in 1966. I don't think so. I don't think they did. But 70 points was put up against the Denver Broncos. I mean, the, from the very beginning, Tyreek Hill scored that touchdown, grabbed the or uh, went to the stands, went or uh, uh, yeah, went into the stands and started celebrating with the with the um fans. I mean, you just knew you just it was just that type of day for Miami. They could not be stopped at all on offense. I mean. They could have. They could have easily broke the record too. They could have easily broke the record with um a field goal. They were in field goal range, but the goat, the goaded, goaded not goat, but the goaded um head coach Mike McDaniel's decided not to do it. He gave grace and gave respect to the Broncos for not putting up the most points scored in an NFL game. I mean, I would have never thought that I would see seventy points scored. I mean, it looked like a Madden game, like. Like, the opponent should have quit by now. Like, it's insane. 70 points. But everyone, everyone on offense went crazy. Everyone on defense went crazy. Let's talk about these offensive players real quick. Tua Tagovailoa finished with 309 yards with four TDs. Rookie running back, Devon Ashan. Not Ashane, Ashan. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. He, he, made a, he made a graphic. He said, do not call me a chain no more. I'm... I deserved for my name to be pronounced right after that last game I just had. But, yeah, he had two TDs, 203 yards with two TDs. Let me get that right. 203 yards as a rookie in your third game in the NFL? Like, whoo, hot, man. Tyree Kill finished with nine receptions for 157 yards and one TD. Everyone on offense is balled out. Everyone on offense balled out, man. All of those players, by the way, were ranked the highest graded in their position for the week. So shout out to Miami. Ooh, this epic game. They just could not be stopped at all. One of the um highlights of the game definitely was that no look pass that Tua made to the um to Devon. I mean, just 
who who thinks to do that in an NFL game? Just turn around and just just swiftly just throw it behind their back, no look to the running back and he'll score. They was they just could do anything against the Denver Broncos. And for the Denver Broncos, that's just embarrassing. That's just absolutely embarrassing. I mean, y'all already went through all those woes and bad troubles that y'all had last year. And now y'all got put up 70 points in a game. I mean, whew, it don't get much worse than that as an organization. I'm sorry. Next game, <laughs> next game of the week was New Orleans Saints. Or next best game of the week was New Orleans Saints versus the Green Bay Packers. Um, it was the Lambeau season opener. Um, so that was a pretty good or pretty um, – what's it called, exciting way to start the season for them because it was an epic game. It didn't look good at first because the Saints put up 17 points, 17 straight points on um, Green Bay Packers. Yeah, it was 17-0 going halfway into the third by um, – yeah, going halfway into the third quarter. Players such as Chris Olave and Lonnie Johnson played great. Shout-out to Lonnie Johnson, um, Gary Native. He had a pick. That just basically gave all the momentum to the Saints going into that. Going into, no, it was in the third quarter, but they had all the momentum going to the half and even more momentum after that pick in the third quarter. But then Derek Carr got injured and it pretty much went downhill from there because J Bo, J Mo, get a dub today, eat a dub today. Winston came in, but he did not get any dubs because he did not play that good at all. Yeah, it was pretty much a struggle um, from that. They tried to put Taysom Hill to get um, more momentum in. I mean, of course, he always get momentum. He, he always um plays with heart whenever he got in, but I mean, they did not score a single point after um, Derek Carr got injured in the third quarter. The Packers, who struggled on fourth down, finally, finally, with seven minutes um minutes seven minutes remaining in the fourth quarter they finally got a touchdown and a two-point conversion did another failed possession by the saints finds um yeah another failed possession by the saints to get green bay the ball back love finds a read or find reads for like a 30-yard diving catch i mean insane catch and then on third down in their own red zone he finds dobbs who makes another makes an even more insane catch in the back of the end zone to put them up 18 to 17. And Winston got the ball back, but like I said, Winston, yeah, it didn't look good after that, to be honest. After Derek Carr went out, it didn't look good for the Saints. But yeah, Winston couldn't really do anything, and the Packers end up winning that game 18 to 17. I think that's the, yeah, they said that's the 11th straight game opener, season game opener at Lambeau that's been won by the Packers. Eleven straight games. That's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good number to be honest. Pretty good record. Alright, great performances of the week, man. Whole Miami team. Whole Miami team deserved their praise, deserved their flowers. Defense played amazing. Offense played amazing. O-line played amazing. Tyreek Hill, the run um Davon, Tua, um every I can't really name so many defensive players, but everyone, everyone. Everyone deserved their flowers for that game, 100%. Um, Bo Nix for Oregon, they dominated Colorado. Unfortunately, I wanted Colorado to at least keep it a close a close game, but Jesus, 42 to six. I mean, my God. I mean, they couldn't, they didn't score, yeah, they didn't score a touchdown to the very fourth quarter. So 
or to the fourth quarter. So it damn near was like 42-0, to zero, to be honest, y'all. Like, that's how I see it in my eye. But Bo Nix had a great game. He played two, He got 276 yards for three TDs. And, I mean, Oregon just, just demolished Colorado, unfortunately. Because, like I said, I want to see Colorado do good. But, oh, well, I mean, Oregon's, Oregon's like that. Bo Nix like that. He's been like that. Um, Cameron Ward, um, running the quarterback that I was talking about for Washington State, um, he finished with 404 yards and four TDs. I promise you, you need to watch out for this kid. Like for real, you need to watch out for him. He plays amazing ball. He's just a, a great quarterback, electrifying quarterback. Him and um, what's his name? Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly's electrifying too. You need to watch out for them, I promise you, because they're going up in the rankings and you need to look out for them if you watch it, if you watch college football for real. Um Buffalo defense, they had an amazing game. They held it to commit the commanders to three points. No, that's not saying too much with Howell as their quarterback. And I know he's a um he's a rookie, but still, I mean, three points. I mean, that's 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 still pretty good. Miles Garrett had 3.5 sacks against Tennessee. 3.5 sacks in the game is amazing. 3.5 sacks. I just felt bad for Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I mean, you already you already having struggles. Are you already uh, what's it called? Got to go against that solid defense, and then you have Miles Garrett who has an absolutely epic game. I mean, I just feel bad for uh, Ryan Tannehill as he just probably just. <laughs> was just frustrated all game with Miles Garrett having a great performance like that. And finally, DeAndre Swift, he had a, a amazing game. It's crazy because the Eagles, the first week, they didn't even use DeAndre Swift like that. I don't even think he got more than five rushes or more than – I don't even think he got more than five to seven um, touches that game. And after that, they were like, okay, we have DeAndre Swift. Let's give him the ball more. And he had 130 yards. He didn't have any TDs, but he had 130 yards and made it a pretty easy game, a pretty easy win um, last Sunday. All right, so as for next week's predictions, um, let's go into it real quick. All right, like I said, I always like to talk about Colorado because of Dion. Um, but they play USC. I mean, if they got blown out by Oregon, oh my God. Caleb Williams about to have a field day. That's all I gotta say. Absolute field day. Um Ooh, I don't I'm I do i hope they get it back. Uh, Travis Hunter look like he's not gonna be playing either. Oh man, that's that's not gonna be that's not gonna look good. I just hope they play with heart though, for real. Um Kansas played Texas. Kansas is ranked twenty-four and uh, Texas is ranked number three. Texas is playing amazing ball, by the way. Texas is playing just with heart. They are been hearing the rumors, of course, all these years about, oh, can they finally be the top dogs in, um, in their division? And they're finally, they're finally making a way, definitely. I got Texas winning that because they're going to be at home. I mean, Texas, I feel like, could be contenders, definitely could be contenders this year. Um, Duke plays North Dame. Duke has been making some noise this year. Definitely been making some noise this year. They make, they came up to number 17 in the rankings. Now they got to play Notre Dame, who just came off a loss last week. I don't think Notre Dame was going to lose to Duke. Duke Notre Dame definitely going to come with some vengeance after that last game. I mean, lost by a touchdown with one second left? Come on now. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be, I don't want to say a blowout, but they definitely going to play with some more urgency and play 
put put on some a decent amount of points on Duke. So I got Notre Dame winning that. And as for the NFL, man, because like I said, I don't want to talk too much about college football because there'll be some games where it'd be like, okay, yeah, the best team is going to win in that situation. But as for my Falcons, right, my Falcons play the Jaguars. We're going to be in, in London, in Tokyo. Where are we going to be at? Oh, yeah, we're going to be in London. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're going to be in London, definitely. Play the Jaguars. The Jaguars um, are one and two. But, I mean, any game is going to be – any game with Trevor Lawrence is going to be a good game, to be honest. He can make he can make electrifying plays out, out of nowhere, out of, out, of, out of thin air. So, got my Falcons winning, of course. But, I mean, that could, that's going to be a solid game for sure. Um, then we got – we got the Caleb Williams Bowl. The Caleb Williams Bowl, because it's the worst, two worst teams in the NFL going against each other. Sadly, the Chicago Bears and the Denver Broncos. The Broncos literally just got 70 points put up to them. And the Bears, I mean, I I slept through the game. But when I looked, it was, what, 41-0 to in the third quarter. So, I mean, the Bears didn't have a, a, a good – the Bears didn't have a good enough game compared to the um, the Broncos as well. So, yeah. So it's the Caleb Williams Bowl because I I don't want to say I gave up hope off of Justin Fields, but man, it's it's just not looking good at all. And yeah, it's over with definitely for Russell Wilson. He's gone after this year, one hundred percent for sure. So whoever wins this game would not get Caleb Williams. I guess I guess that's how you put it. So. Yeah. On to the next game. <laughs> On to the next game, man. Um, let's see. I got Yeah, I got the Ravens versus the Browns. The Browns defense is this amazing this year. I mean Miles Garrett, that's who I had winning defensive player of the year, along with other defensive linemen, um web or yeah, weapons along along with that. I mean Denzel Ward, of course, I mean it's just been amazing overall for the Cleveland Browns defense, defensively. And they're going against Lamar Jackson with Odell Beckham and Zay Flowers. I have I have the Browns winning that game, though, because, like I said, the defense has been playing amazing, and I'm going to keep going with that um, trend as far as that. So that will be probably the last game that I'll talk about. So let's go into the best things that I saw for week three got to talk about it. I mean, everyone's talked about it throughout the whole entire weekend. Taylor Swift going to the Chiefs game, man. I didn't even know this was a thing. I don't think anybody knew it was a thing, but everyone, oh, I mean, Travis Kelsey, what, got like 300K plus followers on Instagram from just them going to the game? I mean, everyone's talking about how newcomers, new Taylor Swift fans are finally wa- are watching football for the first time. They're teaching them the rules of the game and stuff like that. And <laughs> it's funny because Bill Belichick talked about it. He talked about um, how Travis Kelsey, he said Travis Kelsey made a lot of good catches in his career, but Taylor Swift is the best catch he's made definitely so far. And everyone's, I mean, it's a good thing to talk about. Definitely a good thing to talk about. They're kind of they're kind of going overboard with it on social media, one hundred percent. But I mean, it's a good story, so I'm not really too mad about it. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is Carl Nassib. I don't know if I pronounced that name right, but he was the first player to openly um, say that openly gay player in the league, and um, I'm just glad that he was able to just you know talk about his platform because after he 
basically exposed or not exposed, basically after he expressed that he was gay, a lot of athletes after him um, came out and basically said their own like um, preferences and own standing of their own sexuality and stuff like that. So shout out to him. I'm glad he's retired. Um, I know he get a lot of backlash and stuff, but he deserve all the praise that he get for sure. And the final thing I want to talk about, which is pretty pretty cool as well. I mean, Colin Kaepernick expressing that he wanted um, to the Jets that he want to come back to the league. I'm, it's a pretty it's a shot. It's a, it's, it's a rock going in the water to be honest. I don't know. I, that's the expression, but it, it's a pretty big reach. But I mean, it, at least he's trying to you know still try to go back into the league, but. Uh, it, it's pretty much I don't know I don't know I mean I want him to like like Stephen A was saying I want him to 100% but after the um he got a try out from the Atlanta Falcons and moved it to the high school it was kind of like that whole situation was kind of dead but shout out to him for still trying to want to come back into the league he put up together a well presented letter and hopefully the Jets I mean hopefully they give him a chance I mean he's not asking for a second string or third string um, position he's just asking for a, what's it called a, a, what's it called a scout player just to be a scout player that's it that's all he's asking for so I mean hopefully the Jets can look at it hopefully they give him a, a well positioned answer or response and that's pretty much it man that's all I gotta say for the podcast um, make sure you Look at my IG. I will be posting a, a episode. I didn't get to post one last week, but I definitely will post one this week. And thank you for listening, man. Excited for next week, 100%. And I'll be back here. Back here talking about the NFL and college football, man. Thank you, and peace. <laughs>